Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome and welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy Host podcast. Where we talk about conscious living, self-awareness, and everything else in between. I'm your host, Ree. So I said, Tim, why did you look like that? Thank you so much for joining us and allowing us to be a part of your journey. Because you say everything else in between. Yeah, I did add extra Everything word. in between. But you know what? I love your little personal spin on it. it that, I don't call it so personal. It's just one word added in. It was personal. So how are you doing today? Me? Yes, you. Okay. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, feeling a little better. I did some yoga this morning. A little 10-minute yoga session. You know, we haven't really been working out a whole lot and it's like a big part of our morning routine and so kind of had me like thrown off mentally but getting back into it a little 10 minute yoga session was the first step and feeling a little bit better how are you today i'm good um i'm i ain't as hydrated as i normally am oh, i ain't been drinking as much water as i had and i ain't, I, I slept okay but it wasn't great though yeah. We had some guests coming to our room. We did have some uninvited guests. Yes, but uh, other than that, like you said, ready to get this fitness journey back on track. Um, other than that, everything else been good. I can't no complaints over here. That's good. I love to hear that. And how y'all been? How y'all been? Let me know from the cubicle, what y'all been on. <laughs> from the, Why do you always say cubicle? I mean, it's just, I don't know, just like a work thing, like from the cubicle. I don't think people are listening while they're at work. I definitely listen to shit at work. I, I definitely know the last thing I was going to do at work was actually fucking work. So I was going to listen to something. I imagine people are at the gym and, the, you know, just like. That too, that too. But when I listen to you, you should listen to podcasts. And like, oh, I used to be at work because I had nothing else to do. It was like, it wasn't like I had something to do yeah, so while I was there. I guess wherever you are, let us know. Yeah. How you been doing? So what we, today we rapping about our relationships with failure. Yes. And how you must get to know, I don't want to say, oh yeah, you got to get to know failure if you want to be successful at anything. Definitely. Because you have to try. So you have to get more comfortable with the idea that it might go wrong. Not even go wrong, but like, I guess wrong. I guess, I guess our expectations will be different than what the outcome will be. Like, I just don't, the word wrong, like, it kind of gives me some anxiety. <laughs> like, oh, that went wrong. Oh, that's not right. That's wrong. But I don't think anything is wrong. I think everything is connected. And I think <laughs> our expectations just didn't meet reality. You, you real, uh, real Buddha Zen right now No, today. I'm not Zen. That's just really how I feel about failure, right? Like, at this point in my life. Like, failure used to give me a lot of anxiety. I get that. It definitely gave me um, tons of it that I did not want. So yeah. I definitely understand where that comes from. Yeah. So you want to kick us off? Let us know how your uh, journey with failure has been so far in life. Yes, I can do that for you. So when you first hit me with this question, I didn't know how to answer it. It took me days to really figure out, like, you know, I don't know. Nobody has ever asked me, what does your re relationship with failure look like? You know what I'm saying? Um, and it gave me anxiety because I couldn't really figure it out. But after a few days of pondering on it, I came to the realization that for me personally, I had to really look at my relationship with success in order to determine my relationship with failure. Because the mm -hmm. two, they go hand in hand. Of course, they are on the um, opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. But they kind of go hand in hand. And for me, my self-worth it's really tied into success. So that means my self-worth is ultimately tied into failure. my failure. Mm -hmm. And when I think about failure, like I know oftentimes we think about like the big stuff, like, oh, your job or your relationship or just something that has, that's like big, I guess, quote unquote big. I'm doing air quotes, yeah, yeah, big. Yeah. 
But also, like, we just spoke about small things to me can be failure. Like, you know, we haven't been, me personally, haven't been going to the gym and doing my morning routine. You know that I've been going through a lot of stuff with my mother here lately, and it's kind of, like, thrown off my entire routine. And I look at that as failure. Mm. And... Unfortunately, it affects the way that I feel about myself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so yeah, that's, I mean, and that's something that I still deal with. Like, small stuff. Like, do you remember at one point I was, I can't remember what I was going through, but it was like family stuff from back home as well. And I wanted to work out that day and I didn't work out. And like, I cried. I was like, I didn't even work out. Like, I was, do you remember that was like a couple years ago? I can't remember that specific day. Um, unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately you are a big crier, so sometimes I do cry I can a lot. Get, I can get the moments. One thing about blurred. me, you gonna cry. One thing about me, I'm gonna, gonna cry. You gonna cry it out. I'm gonna that's cry for sure. <laughs> you got no problem with letting them tears fall. <laughs> so, uh, excuse me that I don't remember that. Ask that one. Oh time. my I god. Apologize about that. It's okay. Um, but yes, my point being is. My relationship with failure is definitely tied to my self-worth and how I feel about myself. And that sucks because it can really manifest in a way that affects the people around you. So, I mean, that's something that I'm still working on. And like I told you this morning, like, I was, we literally was having a shower chat. I was in the shower. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't like this version of myself right now. I don't like who I am right now but I love me and I accept me and I think that's the most important part of it all um and that I think kind of balances out how I feel about myself like the the worthiness um of myself and just on a more positive note like I understand that my success my quote-unquote failure is not tied to my worth as a human being, I'm more than, um, you know, the physical work that I put out into this world. I'm more than whether I go to the gym or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I am now with that. But on a bigger scale, when I think about failure, as far as like my dreams and my goals and my passions, it used to be something that I really feared. Yeah. Like, like I said before, like, it still kind of gives me a little bit of anxiety. Just the thought of something not working out the way I want it to work out. It, I fear that. I have feared that in the past because it makes me feel like I don't have control. We only got so much. Right. Exactly. Which I'm going to yeah. get into that. Like, it makes me feel like I don't have control. But I've learned that I don't need to have control. Not over everything, no. I don't need to have control. I need to flow. Flowing is the most important thing because I believe that everything in nature flows. Everything, like literally nature is an ecosystem. And I feel like what's in the cars for me is in the cars for me. And as long as I just continue to flow and not try to force, that's the word I was looking for, force. force. Yes, not try to force. Because control to me is connected to force. Like, I know there are certain yeah, things get, we do have control of. We have control over if we wake up, go to gym, decisions that we make and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. like, some things are out of our control, right? Absolutely. And when we have the burning desire to control particular things, that's force. Yeah. And the universe don't work like that. Literally, when you're trying to force things and you're just so pressed to, like we've talked about before, outcomes and things working out the exact way that you want to work out. Most of the time they won't. No. You scaring the universe away. Like that it just it just don't work like that. So one of my biggest lessons is to just flow. Just flow and continue to have faith. And if I'm doing the work and I'm putting the work in, and not in an analytical standpoint, but yeah. in a repetition standpoint, mm. if I'm doing those things that I'm supposed to do. Everything will work out for me. What's for me is for me. What's in the cards for me is in the cards for me. And I have no doubt about that. And yeah, like. Big smile when you said that. Because like I'm just thinking about like. I like that in you. I, thank you. You like that in me? I like that in you. I'm just thinking about faith. Like, bro, it's faith over fear. Like, literally. Yeah. 
Like, sure. if your faith is strong enough, fear ain't shit to you. Nothing. At all. And one last thing I want to mention is my big dog, Oprah. <laughs> 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 I think big nobody ever Oprah. referred to Oprah as their big dog. <laughs> my big dog, the homie. My big dog, the homie. The homie. My chin always hit this damn mic. But no, I don't listen to the podcast as much, but I used to, like back in the day when I really, really first started my journey, the mm-hmm. Super Soul Conversations uh, podcast. And when she talks about fear, or not fear, when she talks about failure, like it really put things into a new perspective for me. And she basically just says that she does not believe in failure. She sees failure as a new opportunity for growth. So I took in that perspective and it really has helped me a lot. Cause it's like, if something doesn't go the way that I expected it to go in my life, it's like, okay, what can I learn from this? Yeah. How can I get better from this? Because the truth is, if you're not failing, quote unquote failing in life, where's the room for growth? Mm. You is it's very hard to learn from winning. You know, sure. most learning comes from where you fail. Yeah. So I mean, like you said, if you're not failing, you're not growing. If you just consistently winning, every time you throw something at the wall, it hits perfectly. No it, lesson in there's that. no lesson in it. It's, it's pretty much over with. Yeah, you did everything quote unquote right. Yeah, so. yeah. That's what's so hard about winning. Like winning to repeat winning, you have to repeat the repetitions that you did to get there. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's just having discipline. But when you fail, like, there has to be something brought out of it, learned, and new things have to be developed. That's why failure can teach you so much more than winning actually ever will. Definitely, definitely. But, yeah, those are my sentiments. My experience with failure is still something that I'm working on. But I think I have a pretty good relationship with failure at this point in my life. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I can't say if you do, but yeah, I definitely feel that from you. And just to go, like, I'm a diehard, so, you know, I won't... Yeah. I, I have to have that balance with, you know, flowing. So, anyway, that's besides the point. I'm not going to ramble today. Um, <laughs> we always ramble. We going to ramble. Yeah, I mean, that, what, what are what are podcasts for? Yeah, yeah. What we are they ramble. for? <laughs> we going to ramble. Um, so, can you tell me what your relationship with failure looks like, Mr. Sunset Tim? Well, um... Um, warning too, it will be there will be sports references. There will be. Yes, I'm a guy. Eat oh that my shit. God. So yes. But my relationship with failure, like I think with you are kind of the same way. Like it starts when I was young. Oh, for sure. Losing like the small failures, losing at anything got under my skin as a kid. Like yeah. losing like on Smash Bros or like Mario, like uh, then what was it? Mario Cart like sixty four. Yeah, I don't remember you, that one. You ain't had Mario Kart sixty four. I had a Super Mario, Super Mario's, but I used to play baseball. And I used to when I was struck out. I oh, used yeah, to you cry. Softball, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, used to cry as a kid. You know, failure in competition. You know, just that thing. Like I, I hated losing. Losing was never something I dealt with well as a yeah. young kid. Um, I was definitely the kid that cried if they lost. Me like, too. I was emotional if I lost. Um. Strictly because failing, at that time, I didn't know how to, like, necessarily learn something from failing. Right. I didn't necessarily know how to craft it into something new and come back and get better. And I didn't have anybody really teaching me how to find the the lesson in all my L's. Facts. So it just kind of manifests into, like, anger Mm. or jealousy or anything of that nature whenever I did lose. So I was always always very passionate as a kid about uh, failure. Once I got a little older into my teens is when I started to figure out, like, when I did feel like I could do something about this. Right. You know what I mean? It's then not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. By then, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm coming to my teens. I'm starting to learn that life is more chess than it is checkers, and you actually got moves out here that you can actually make. And when I do fail, there's an opportunity for something to come about. Yeah. So, um, fast forwarding into, like, my adulthood young adulthood of course i'm an artist i i officially started like releasing music in um like officially like a career in 2017 is when i dropped my first tape and of course like everybody you want your you want your work your creation to be you know i guess the first word to kind of mind is popular like you want it to pop. popular yeah you want it to spread 
And of course, like my first one did not. Like my, it didn't really spread. I'm still on the come up now. And me and failure have like literally shaped my sound. So I don't know where I would be if I had ran from failure or did not accept certain things or just kept that same childish mentality about failure where I see a lot of people who are content creators or business owners or whatever it might be when they I can tell they've never addressed their relationship with failure because they still go about it in a childish way they run they quit they they it might not just be running or quitting but they do do that but other things like jealousy and sadness oh. are still there when they fail. Yeah. So I, 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 got, I got a lot of, you know, artist friends. And sometimes when they drop a project and it doesn't do the um, quote unquote numbers that they wanted, they blame it on things like they don't listen to real music no more. Or radio don't play this or these kind of things come about when you don't address your relationship with failure. You still have that almost childish like mentality about things not going your way yeah and i get that too um when i think about jealousy and uh what was the other word jealousy and jealousy sadness anger. jealousy and sadness and anger i mean to be fair we are human beings so we're going to come across those emotions yeah yeah but it's what you do with those emotions absolutely how you allow them to fuel you how you allow them to affect your next move so i just wanted to say that but, yeah absolutely like but said, yes we do all feel those sure I, I felt it you know still feel it to this day but like you said how you handle it publicly you know dissing and going on and things now, of that you nature. Out of line. another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You out of line real quick, bro. Yeah. Like, you need, to, you need to step back. Don't make no rash moves. Like, yeah, yeah. Because when you, you mad or when you jealous or when you say, don't make no rash moves, bro, because you're going to do some shit you end up regretting. Some shit you did. It's just not real player like. It's not at it's all. It's not player like at all to, you know, have those emotions play out um, publicly. Yeah, pipe and down. That, yeah, pipe down a little pipe bit. Down. Like, I, I guess I have so many like, like I said, creative friends. Like business owners. Like I said, if something goes wrong, they automatically turn to dissing the competition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or dissing how the game is going or how things are done now, um, as their first go to because they don't want to really address their relationship with failure like mm -hmm. they don't want to acknowledge it yeah up until you asked me though i had never addressed my relationship with failure i'm yeah, glad we're not talking about this today about, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's not i think about it more often because like my dream hasn't happened yet so i had to find this well, i ain't gonna say it hasn't happened yeah, i was yet. gonna ask you that me. i was gonna like excuse. can you it has elaborate? not it has not yielded the results that i have imagined for it but my dream has happened i am it's happening i happening i am for living you. in it i am it i am a full-time artist i am mm -hmm. happening it is now but you him you him i am hemi neutron hemi neutron you know what i mean <laughs> um but it has not yielded some of the things i wanted you know what i mean I got so you. in a sense i to myself i am losing but you're only losing if you're not doing it if you're not doing it at all. Well, for me, it, it the word losing, I, I, I know people have a, lot, a weird relationship. They hear the word losing, loss, or loser. Loser is more of a self-imposed thing you're trying to do yourself. Because losing is just a temporary thing. Okay. Warning, here comes the sports analogy. Cover your ears, ladies. I'm sorry. Here it comes. Like, if you're in a game like basketball, fourth quarter, you're down 10 with 10 minutes left. You're just losing. There's time to come back. Once the game is over with and you guys were now down 20 and y'all lost by 20, then you have lost. When we put that back into life perspective, like, I'm going to always keep going. I'm going to always get to where I want to be because at the end of the day, if I got life, I still got an opportunity. Exactly. You know, so my relationship with failure, like I said, has, has blossomed me into this 
I finna say beautiful artist that I am. Why you can't say that though? I don't know. It felt weird saying say that. Say that shit. Say it. I want to hear you say it first. You're a beautiful artist. Like, well, see, I can. <laughs> I was. I wanted to say it's how you was gonna like, say it's it. It's hard for me to give myself that kind of grace. Like, I'm you, a beautiful artist. Listen, you are a beautiful. Why well, I feel like I'm finna cry, but you literally are a beautiful, talented artist, creative. But it's so hard. It's another subject, but it's so hard to give yourself that kind of grace. Though. Go ahead and say it. I'm a beautiful artist. Say it one more time. I am a beautiful artist. One more time for the people in the back. All right, now. One I more time. Repeated. Just one more time. Just one I more time. I'm a beautiful artist. <laughs> okay, okay. But yes, like because I addressed um, my relationship with failure, because I got comfortable with it, I was able to learn. From my first album I dropped, which was Step Outside in 2017, to my latest one I just dropped, Slow Life Shawty. If you ain't heard it, you sleeping. If you ain't heard it, you sleeping. hella sleep. Hella sleeping. Um, but since then and since now, like the evolution of me has been just so that's the beautiful part of it. The evolution from that tape to this tape, it is crazy how good I've gotten um at Facts. this shit. And I think too, because you are continuing to evolve as a person and then you're looking at your failure or mistakes as opportunities for growth. I think that's why you've been able to blossom into a beautiful artist. Yes. Because you are, you know, what's the fine tuning? I guess that's the word I'm looking yeah, for. Fine tuning that relationship with failure. There was one time I did drop a tape and it was a failure. Why do you think it was a failure? And which one? It it's not on it's not on uh digital like streaming anymore. The only place it is on is um SoundCloud. SoundCloud. When I I forget what tape I dropped, it made me step outside and my I started to see my numbers go up and I panicked and I was like, Oh, I gotta get a tape out like ASAP. Oh. ASAP, right? I gotta get it out like right now, you know what I mean? And I rushed the tape and I put it out. That was the one time I failed. But it wasn't the sound that failed. It was because I rushed my mm -hmm. process. That's what made me fail. You know what I mean? It wasn't necessarily the sound or the or the, the project itself. I failed to be calm. I failed to sit back, enjoy the moment. I failed to go through the process of an artist as an artist, and um, that caused me to take that L. Yeah. Which, but I learned from it right then and there. Like, okay, we can't do that. No matter what goes on, good or bad, with the numbers. Um, they need to get booted from the process, and that was that was after I dropped "Step Outside." I think I think what's next is uh, it's beautiful out here, and that was what I learned in between them two tapes was to take the numbers away from everything, yeah, and, and really start to reassess what I call a success and what I call a failure. Definitely, and I've learned too as a creative, like whether it be on YouTube, Instagram, our podcast. If I feel happy and proud with the outcome, or not the outcome, that particular like yeah. project, that art, um, if it, it makes me smile, yeah, makes my heart feel good, that's all that matters because when it comes to numbers, the numbers, they're going to be up and down regardless. Yeah, like One post may get a thousand likes, the other post may get... 500 like yeah, i don't know yeah, it, it like you know happens. what i mean it, it happens and you really can't be so fixated on the numbers because what now you in it for applause yeah. you really have to your art has to do something for you you know what i'm saying yes so that's what i've learned too as a creative yeah the applause of people is a stronger drug than anything they got out there for us and it's, it's, it's an addiction it's something that catches everybody from now, now for sure for sure so like we were saying to build that relationship with failure or become aware of it you have to do just that acknowledge it actually happened yeah you can't we can't push it to the side and just ignore it like hopefully if i leave it under my bed nobody will see it nobody will ask about it if i archive that post nobody <laughs> will see it if i delete that reel if i burn that hard drive burn that fucking hard drive <laughs> if i just you know suck it away i don't think people will know i failed but we have to address it yeah and with addressing it, i mean like feel every emotion it gives you mm. every emotion like each one gonna come about you're gonna be sad about it didn't do what you wanted it to do it's gonna be anger that you put all this work in all this time all this energy spent yeah um they're gonna be self-regret like self like doubting yourself self-doubt in a sense like 
can I really do this? Like, I yeah. failed. Is this really, do I really got what it takes? Every emotion should come out of you in that process. You For know sure. what I mean? And address all of them. Each one has something to tell you. Each one is lending you in the right direction of where to go. Yeah. And I think. I guess an outlet to do this would be journaling to me. Yeah, like Because yeah, I feel like a lot of us, we don't address our thoughts. Like, you know, sometimes we don't, even our last episode, I didn't address something that I had been feeling or realize something that I had been feeling that happened over 10 years ago. We just, we just don't address it. And Mm-mm. I think a way to like sit down and actually address it that you really can't run from is to like write it, write it out. Because I think, my mind literally runs all day long. So I can literally be thinking about, oh, how my relationship with failure is for like one minute. But then the next minute I'm on to something else. I'm like, okay, what am I having for dinner? Yeah, one minute yeah. is not enough time for you to like really mm-hmm. think about something and address it out. I promise you whenever I'm journaling, which I haven't been doing a whole lot of lately, but whenever I'm journaling, like so many emotions come out, so many things that I didn't even realize that I was still like, you know, really messed up about and holding on to, mm-hmm. they come out. So really just journaling out how you feel. It's one way, not yeah, yeah. the only, but one way to like really address that failure or those emotions tied to, you know, said failure. Absolutely. And then meditation is another one. If you want to practice meditation. Yes. Or have you usually, you know, go about your thought process, you know what I mean? As long as it's in a healthy fashion. For sure. And you are, you know, able to acknowledge what you truly are feeling and feel it all the way through. I think our soul can be like a sponge, like you said. We can soak things in. It can really sit in that sponge for as long as possible, as long as it needs to. Um, Even when you pour something into a sponge, even if it dries out, when you wet it, it's still going to be there. Like, it's still, Mm -hmm. you still have to squeeze it out and, you know, really get these emotions all the way through because there is good emotions within failure too. Like, cause there are there are things you can highlight when you do fail. Like, this may not have went well, but I'm extremely proud about how this part went. Right. You know what I mean? I, I'm extremely proud about how um, efficient I was with this, or you know what I mean, or how consistent I was with this. Yeah. You just got to tweak it and find it. Like I said, so there, every emotion will be played out when you finally do address failure. Yeah, whatever you do, just address. Just address it. Do not run from it. Yeah. And the next step, you know what I mean, building that relationship is one that is a lifetime thing. It's not necessarily a one-off thing ever. Self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiving self is a lifetime thing. It is not a one-time thing. I forgive you for this. You will be forgiving yourself Every day of your life because humans are not perfect. So we will be screwing up. Yes. We will be making mistakes for the rest of our life, which means we will be forgiving ourselves yes. forever. And I know we're talking about failure right now. I think that so many things that we experience aren't necessarily things that we did, if that makes sense. That we were affected by. No, we were affected. Yeah, so many yeah, things yeah, we were affected by were necessarily things that we did. We, did, we were yeah. the culprit up so sometimes we have to forgive other people you know what i'm saying not for them but for us yes you know what i'm saying so we hold it on the person who gets attacked usually holds on to that attack longer than the attacker would yeah for sure you took you took the worst of that beating so it's usually you holds on longer definitely so yeah just forgiving yourself forgiving others just forgive yeah open that heart up and let it bleed yes Get a good cry out. You got any advice for a good cry? That is a good question. You know, there are times in my life, like literally the other day, I'm just like, I I be feeling really overwhelmed. Yeah. I be having a lot of anxiety and I'm like, I just, I just need to cry. I just need to cry. And I really, I don't know. Like sometimes you just got to really sit with yourself to allow those tears to just flow. Like yesterday, whenever you went to get Arbor, you know, we normally go together and I'm just like, I'm going to just let you go. I actually cried. Did you know that? I did not <laughs> know that. You get them out, boy. You get some in and out. I sat there. And I just, I sat and I just cried. I'm just like, oh God, I don't, I don't necessarily have any advice to tell anybody how to cry because if it's in you, like. Well, you helped me out with it because, like, up until about, uh, what year are we in, 2023? Yeah. 
I say about 2020 was when you like kind of like helped me with like crying. What did I do? You was just like, you need to maybe cry. Like maybe you need to just let it out. Up until that, I was not a crying person. Like I don't like, I grew up in that culture where like crying was not accepted. That's like some weak shit. It was like it was like bitch shit when I grew up. You couldn't cry about shit. Like yeah. if I cried when I was hurt when I was a kid, immediately I was told to stop crying. Like immediately shut it out. Um, it's just not a culture which I grew up around. Crying was a way to like get your emotions out. That shit was not there. There's so many times in life I should have cried. And I had asked myself, like, why the fuck can I not cry about this? You know what I mean? Um, when we got our like marriage license. Like, I got teared up, but I just couldn't fully cry all the way. I cried. Yes, you did. You really good at it. And now I, I, like, <laughs> I mean, I wanna thank be, you. I don't. I know. I, I, it's a compliment that you can get your emotions <laughs> like that. But uh, you really got to just be in tune, though. You have to be in tune yeah. with. That's why it's like it's important to just be alone and like just taking deep breaths. Because once you start to take the deep breaths. And I was listening to a guided meditation by Didi on Audible. But literally, Didi was saying that people always think the inhale, when you take the deep breath, the inhale is the most important part. But really, the exhale is because you're letting it all out. And when you like, when you start to let your breath out, you're also letting these emotions out. And sometimes tears just like they just come. Like you literally, yeah. I think it's about your breath and just being in tune with spirit, with yourself, and just. Yeah, just letting it out. Absolutely. So once I did get hit with crying, like um, it felt so good. I was, I was so happy after I cried. Yeah. And I did. I was so shocked that I had that emotion after crying. I just really felt like, all right, you start crying, you a bitch ass nigga. You know, what I mean? this is like really how I thought you a bitch ass nigga. You gonna think for the rest of the day, I'm a soft ass nigga for crying. You know what I mean? But it was the actually the exact opposite. I cried. And afterwards, I was so happy that I got it out. Um, I felt stronger than I ever like had. I had finally forgiven myself for things that wasn't even like of my own action, but just like affected me. Yeah. Um, I definitely believe crying is a good thing. I definitely, I can't tell you how often you need to cry, but you definitely like need to cry. Coming from somebody who, it was years, it was years in between my my. I can't believe crying. crying. I cry once a week for sure. Yeah, you definitely cry once a week. Um, I, it's like because you're releasing so much, and it helps. It allows me to stay sane, and it just uh, it it helps me let go of like the past, of emotions, yeah. of you know self doubt, feelings of unworthiness. Mm, I'm about to cry now, but then for real, <laughs> cry, like it do it. Cry thinking about crying, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I'm about to cry thinking about crying because it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful it feeling. It is because it's self, it's like forgiving yourself is what it ultimately it's is. It's so good. One thing I want you guys to do, I want your homework today to be to homework. go cry. I want your homework to be to go cry. I ain't do homework at school, but I might do it today. <laughs> so once you get that good cry session out the way, you know what I mean? You've, uh, you've dusted your shoulders off and you're ready to get back into the game. Coming from that failure, the biggest thing you can do is try to find the lesson in the L. Mm -hmm. What can be applied from this? Because you're not starting over from the same point you was. Mm -hmm. You're starting from experience. You have experienced Ooh. it one time. Yo ass. You've experienced <laughs> it once already. You went through it once. You know what I mean? You fought this guy before. You know where he throws his punches. You know where he, you know what I mean, tries to land him. You you can build a strategy now that you've experienced it one time, what it's really like. When I used to drop my albums, um, it was so many things I had to learn from each tape. Each time was a new layer of experience. Um, when this did work or that didn't work, I just had to sit back and analyze what I did have and like really trying to find the lesson in um, this quote-unquote failure. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, each time I was I was introduced to something I could do better. Definitely. Every time I was introduced to something I could uh, do better, something that could have been done more in depth, or something that I or I just didn't need. Yeah. That was oftentimes what we um we've done this before so many times as content creators. I know y'all probably have too. Bought equipment you didn't need. Man. Do that shit all the time. All the time. Boy, we just spend. I just spend hundreds. Thousands, thousands on equipment on equipment the best yes cameras lenses mics and 
comes to find out, I just really needed the one I already had. I just had to get better with it. Yeah, for I sure. just needed to learn my lesson. And it reminds me of, I don't know if it was a movie we watched or if I was actually in a meeting with someone. I think it may be a combination of both. And they were just talking about their particular product and they're like, and this is our 84th try. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? 84. This is our 84th try. This is our, our our final one that we went with and that's on the market today. It's our 84th test. And that's because it really does take time to get the product, the result, the the art, you know, that you're wanting to produce. Mm-hmm. It takes time and failure is a necessary part of it. Yes. And like you said, you have to be willing to accept that failure and Look at the lessons. Uh, focus on the lessons that you learn. Like, okay, I could have did this better. And the truth is, in order to become the best version of yourself, to create an iconic product or a brand or a relatable community, it's going to take failure. Absolutely. It's going to take losing over and over and over again. And being vulnerable. And being vulnerable. Everything. Yeah, so focus on those lessons and what you can learn to create a better you, a better product, a better community, whatever it is, a better book, I don't know, better content. Focus on those lessons um, to get better. And remember that numbers are numbers are there. They are our friend. Numbers are not against us. They yield some type of information. That's why they were created to take into account things. But they are not you. Yes. You are not your numbers. You are bigger than that. Mm-hmm. You are way more than what is shown on a piece of paper. But those numbers are extremely useful for finding lessons. Like, you have to look at them, but don't become them. Use them as a tool. As a tool. Do not obsess with them. You are not, like I said, you are not the number. You are not your follower count. Man. You are not your play count. You are not your sales. You are. Not, I just did the thing. You did. I did your thing. I did. You I did. did. <laughs> I did your thing. But you are none of those things. You are you. You are... You, your soul is too expanded just to be a number. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're too multidimensional. You're too powerful. Too You're powerful. too beautiful. You're too talented. You're too creative to be just a number. Just a, a, a number on a page. It's, it, you're too much for that. But they are useful. Don't let the numbers affect you because once you do let the numbers affect you, you start to change the goal. Like, you know what I mean? You start to lower it. Yeah. You start to shrink your ambitions to fit the numbers. And you start to come, you start to change. You start to conform yes. to start doing things that you think people want to see. Oh yeah. You think people want to hear versus just being yourself. That's all anybody really wants you to be, honestly. Yeah, the numbers that capture you and make you want to just please other people so you can get more numbers. Yeah. And even if that works for you, you look up and you got the numbers you want, but now you don't got the product you actually wanted. Yeah, you're not happy. Not happy because you just chose to please everybody and and get a nice number on the board. For sure. So making sure we don't come become prisoners of our numbers is important because the numbers ultimately try to be a shield to block out the noise around you. You try to you try to get big numbers so you can block out what you are saying to yourself or what you think people are saying about you. But you got to block out that noise if you actually want a, a healthy relationship with failure because we will repeat these negative narratives in our mind until we ultimately believe they are us definitely you know what i mean we will repeat these things in ourselves until they could actually grow this little dark tree inside of us that just plants like these horrible seeds and conversations in our subconscious that randomly is thrown to us throughout our day if we're not careful definitely and when you say black out the noise you mean your own your own internal chatter or both like external chatter and then what's inside of you you got to block out you got to block out that little thing in your head telling you you're not good enough yeah it kind of go back to what we kind of touched on um i don't know if it was last week or before but we don't have to give our thoughts so much meaning nope like it's it's not always that deep we don't have to give it so much power um you don't have to believe them. Dope. Like, your thoughts are not always right. Like, they I know sometimes not. we think because my brain thought that shit, it's it right. got to be right. But no, that's just, it's not true. Mm-hmm. Like, our literally, our literally, our thoughts are literally just thoughts. We don't have to give them meaning. We don't have to give them power. 
And sometimes I'll be having two thoughts going back and forth. Like, I know I sound like a crazy person, but, like, I literally be having, like, one thought be like, girl, you know you can't do that. You're not good enough. And another thought be like, girl, why would you even say that? Like, it'd be like a whole. Yeah, it's like a whole. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the movie. It was Inside Out. Yes, well, that's a like, good movie. That's a great movie. Uh, we always watching kid movies. We are. They're the greatest shit of all time, I promise you. They are. Pixar Is it has Pixar? raised me. I think it's Pixar or somebody. They raised us. But um, yeah, blocking out all the eternal uh, chatter is big. And I do have the same thing you have. Like one person will say this and somebody else will defend me on the other side. And then there's me in the middle kind of like, who am I going to run with today? Yeah, you don't have to give either one of those voices power honestly you don't but listen to the one that's fighting for you yeah but yeah ultimately listen to the one that's fighting ultimately yes that but also you don't have to give it because like it made me feel like i'm like going crazy no i I believe that everybody has so many layers of themselves that they all kind of speak oh yeah so that's what it is is all the layers of you speaking and i feel like anxiety is all of them trying to speak at once at times yeah, like conflicting. It's called cognitive dissonance. Don't know what that means. Cognitive cognitive dissonance is basically two conflicting thoughts. Like okay, okay. yeah, a real fancy word. To I learned say. that in college. I be arguing with myself. You learned that in college. I learned that in communication theory, which is one of my favorite. Whenever this is like so totally random, but I'm gonna say it. Whenever I was in communication theory, I thought I was gonna hate it, but it was literally a life changing class. So I had a really great teacher, Dr. Harper. Shout out to Dr. Harper. Yeah, yeah. But communication theory. Cognitive dissonance is when you have two conflicting thoughts. And I want everybody to like, I used to be a person that let my problems run circles around me. Okay. And um, I started to clear the chatter in my mind when I started the exact opposite. I used to run, now I'm running circles around my problems. The big difference is when your problem runs circles around you versus you running circles around your problem. When I walk around my problem, I can see it at every angle. I can find my way in. I can find a way to defeat my problem if I see it from every angle. Mm-hmm. The other way, if I'm just looking at my problem circles around me, I'm fucking get dizzy and I probably pass out. My problem's probably fucking win the fight. I love that you said look at it from a different angle. Yeah, if you circle your problem, you will find the angle. You'll find the lesson in the failure. Yes. If you circle your problem, don't let them circle you though. For sure. Like that, huh? Love that, actually. <laughs> One thing that's really important is to not let your failure define you. Mm. Like, you are not your failure. You're not your mistakes. Don't let that shit define you. You're, like we said before, you're more than that. Yes. Your story is so many more chapters than just that one where you failed. Exactly. Like, your failure is just a part of your success story. Absolutely, like, you know what I'm I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that's what really makes a good story, ain't it? Every movie Man. we ever watch, it's not like the guy just like magically is like that dude when he wakes up. You know what I mean? And Creed, Creed got his ass whooped a couple different times. Yes, you know what I mean. We just went and seen Creed three. It was very good, guys. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So shout out to um Michael B. Jordan and um Jonathan Majors. That's his. That's his name, right? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan yeah. Majors. Yeah. Shout out to them. For sure. But yes, yeah, like, you're gonna get beat up along this this journey. It's not gonna be perfect. There will be um, failures, but that kind of makes the story so amazing. Interesting, so juicy. Yes, it's what, what we get to. To even get to the success, you have to bounce back. You got to get back on the horse. You have to get back going. So um, the and first bouncing back can seem impossible, like in the midst of it all. But yeah. it's 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 doable. Absolutely. So um, if you're looking to bounce back, every time I'm looking to bounce back, the first thing I do is like get my skills back up. Like, I like get back into the gym, get back into doing your reps, get back to writing, get back to painting, get back to creating, whatever it is, just get back into the consistency of it. It ain't got to be perfect getting back into it, but um, get back into it so you can get that rhythm going again. Yeah, something I like to do is talk nice to myself. I say this all the time, but literally mm-hmm. the words that we, like, I verbally say nice things to myself. I have a... um affirmation that I wrote down I guess it was like two weeks ago because I was just feeling so down and it is I'm a beautiful being inside and out I attract nothing but love beauty and abundance into my life because it's what I 
give out but yeah like you just gotta remind yourself who the fuck you are like you're that girl you're that guy like you do this you've been doing this shit like sometimes like affirmations look like i am beauty i am light but i and i am love and sometimes they look like i'm a badass bitch i've Absolutely. been doing this shit i do this shit ain't actually, nobody gonna do this shit better than me like you I know actually what i'm saying prefer them a lot more yeah you I gotta like, like sometimes like Sometimes you just got to talk your shit. Like yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's a big way that I, like, bounce back. Like, just hyping myself up, bro. Yes. And like I said, giving yourself praise for what did go right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's real easy to look at what went wrong, but it's just as easy to look at what went right for you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Highlight that shit. Feel good about it. Give yourself praise for, like, this man I went that way, but, boy, I, I, I murdered that shit. I did. When I dropped this, though. Yes. When I did that... That shit went hard. I need to find a way to do that, do it better, and do that more consistently. Yes. Um, and shit, you're going to feel a lot better. Now you skills getting back up, you hype, but calm the fuck down. <laughs> calm down. I know you're ready to go back right into it. Calm down, because we need a fucking plan. We need Oh, my gosh. I love <laughs> a plan. I love a plan. I my daughter told me, y'all, I'm a plansy girl. A plansy girl. A plansy girl. Um, I like I literally like to like plan my shit out in my planner, like and write it all down. But literally, I don't know. I was thinking about this last a couple of weeks ago. Whenever I first started like YouTube and stuff, I literally had my whole calendar, my yes, month, you do a whole my day. videos planned yes. out. I don't know. And now I kind of don't really do it like that but it's almost like an internal dialogue now like it's, it's like an internal, internal thing yeah, like you've done yeah, it so yeah. long for sure but yeah go ahead and get into the plan go ahead but yes make sure you got a plan because that plan is the the lessons that you got from the l apply with these new skill sets yes apply with the praise and apply with everything else you have gotten from this failure make sure we got a plan because if we don't have a plan we will slip back into that failure unknowingly mm-hmm. It's real easy to slide right back into it because you're feeling good, you're feeling hype, you're ready to go out and fight again, but we didn't look at none of the tape from the last fight. You want to go out there and get your ass knocked out again. Yeah. Don't. Let's not be that fighter. Let's not be that person. Make a solid plan. Write it down. And stick to that shit. And that's the biggest thing. We all have made plans. Execute that shit. But we rarely stick to the plan. I know I changed my shit. I am a master at changing the plan. Bruh. And that's a part of procrastination, the changing. Absolutely. For sure. Like, make sure it's solid and make sure it's easy to accomplish, too. Don't make it too difficult to where you're going to get stressed out along the plan and want to give up. Make sure it's very simple. Make sure it's very easy. Like I said, I think it was last episode, make it obvious, too. Yeah, make it obvious. And to go back, like, changing the plan ain't bad because sometimes you do. You have to change Oh, it. yeah, you that's part of the plan. You gotta do- but make sure you at least try the first plan that you had. Yes, at least try it. Like, like, at least try it first before we say it's a failure. Give it your all Exactly, first. exactly. You know, um, but, yes, when you make a plan, there's going to be things that get scribbled out and we're going to add this in and, like, yes. yeah, we tried that. That failed big time. Let's, let's right. pivot this way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But sticking with it. The plan changes, but fucking stick with it. Y'all remember grown as fuck, but look where we at now. Exactly. If you don't know that, then peep last episode. Exactly. If, if you know, you know, you know. And um, finally, when you do finally get everything, like for me is what I usually do. Like once I get everything back, skills up, I'm vibing, plan set. I ask myself this. I haven't asked myself this in a minute because now it's internal. It's like in there forever. Am, am I doing this? As a lifer or all-nighter? Mm, meaning, can you elaborate? Meaning, am I in this shit for life? Or is this just some temporary thing? Mm. And it's okay. Like, both can be okay. Like, you don't have to be this one thing forever. Uh, if you just want to do it for a little while because it feels good and, and like, you want to really do it on a high level, that's fine too. But there are certain things also outside of that that are life shit. Like, I'm going to be an artist for life. I agree to that. And I'm going to be an artist for life as well. A creative for life. But I feel like my outlet, my platform may change. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's a nighter thing. Like, all-nighter. Like, I might pull an all-nighter working on this, but I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. Exactly. Like, you start a business, that doesn't mean that's your only business you can ever do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to be a baker since you started a cupcake gun. You can never 
get houses and go into real estate because you're a baker. You're not, yeah. you know what I mean? That I used to think like that though, unfortunately. Yeah, I did too. Like, yeah. I put I myself to... in a box. Exactly. Ooh. Because like, it's like when you think of, like when you realize that, okay, I'm an artist, but this particular outlet doesn't have to be the outlet for the rest of my life. Yeah. I've heard somebody say this, but I don't know if I'll ever retire. I'm going to create until That's I die. Facts. It brings me too much peace. It brings me too much joy to like not do yeah, I don't know if I can retire. I don't, I don't, like you said, I don't think I could. No matter what. No matter if I ain't got the body to do it no more, then I'm just, I'm going to be the coach then. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to be creating for the rest of my life. Um, but that's what I mean. Like, are you in this shit? Are you really in this shit for the long run? Did or... you just give us another sports example? I slid it in there. Oh, okay. I slid it home. You did. Go and on. I just did it again. Slid it home. Go Baseball. on. Continue. Like, are, girls, are we tired? Are we sick of this? <laughs> Y'all gonna y'all gonna watch NBA on TNT one fucking day. Y'all keep listening to this podcast. I'm gonna make y'all do that one day. It's such it's like the most relaxing thing of all time. To watch NBA? Yes. I don't know how y'all don't have y'all ever seen Kyrie play? Well, you know, you know I'm a fan of Kyrie Irving. That's what I mean. If you if you've ever watched Kyrie play, you'll know. That's a different subject. But yes, make sure you um make sure you in this shit. Well, make sure you know how long you wanna be in this shit. It's that time, people. Yes. One last pep talk. You got this. We got you this. got this. You a badass bitch. You are bigger than you believe. Yes. What you are doing will positively affect you and everyone around you. Okay, affirmation. <laughs> I did give an affirmation then. Okay, period. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't even need to, I don't need to say nothing. There's nothing I need to say to, to follow up to there. apply that. But yes, you are bigger and what you think you are, and this will affect you and people around you in a positive way. Keep it going. Even if they don't see it, you see it for them. Yes. Make that change. You got this. You're more than your failure. You're more than... Shit, I don't even know what to say because you just bo- you bodied okay. it. You bodied it. Like- <laughs> so, don't let them know. We love you guys so much. Thank you for spending time with us today. We're sending you so much peace, so much love, so much abundance. And everything you need in this moment. We love you and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Peace.